Well, before we begin today's edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today, I wanted to take a moment to uh, introduce and thank our new title sponsor, Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. So, Kevin, first of all, thanks a lot for supporting Central Indiana Today. Absolutely. Now, Proud to do it. Now, tell us a little bit about the Kevin Kersey Agency, because your family has been in the insurance field for decades. Yes, yes. So uh, we've been, uh, I'm probably the last member of my family to to join Farmers Insurance. My dad was an agent for 43 years. Uh, my dad, my sister's um, um, husband, my brother, my in-laws, pretty much everybody's been with the agency for a long time. And uh, so it was just a, a matter of time till I joined as well. Um, what is it about insurance? Because you had a great private sector career. Like you were very, very, you know, esteemed. We'll get into that in just a second. But what about the insurance field? Did you say, and farmers in particular, you said, I want to, I want to join up with this. Well, it, it was a natural mix. I mean, so with with farmers insurance, I grew up with it. Um, uh, it's been a part of my family forever. And when and and when I wanted to spend more time with my family um, and be home more uh, in 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 a in a nice community, that's when I really decided that. You know, this is for me, and so I approached farmers about uh, joining and starting this agency. And through uh, the acquisition of a, of a few agencies, we brought them here and, and established a, a new agency here in Brownsburg. Now, what did you do before you were a farmers insurance agent? Uh, so I was a, um, a toxicologist, and, and specifically, I did uh, set up research uh, operations um, around the United States, and I did a few abroad. Uh, worked across the spectrum. I spent some time in Canada, Switzerland. Uh, Germany, Spain, and uh, but primarily here in the Midwest, we had several research facilities. Uh, again, our guest is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency, which is now our title sponsor here on Central Indiana Today, getting to know him a little bit better. If people want to know more about the Kevin Kersey Agency, what are some of the ways they can do that? Well, uh, you can you can always call us. Uh, you know, our number is uh, 317-286-3481. Uh, or you can email us at uh, kkersey at farmersagent.com. Um, we're uh, out there on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency. Um, reach out to us. Let us know what your needs are. Uh, we like to be very involved in the community. We're always out and about, and uh, that's actually how we've, uh, you know, the, the word of mouth is what's really helped our agency grow. We've had just some tremendous growth in, in the past six months. It's been fantastic. Uh, yeah, you mentioned community involvement. I know that's something you take very serious. Why is that so important to you? Well, uh, you know, one of the ways that I was able to actually grow my, my past career in toxicology was through um, uh, different fellowships, grants. Um, uh, I, I won several awards at the graduate student and postdoctoral level that I think really helped catapult my career. And I've always wanted to get back into the field of education. And so, um, um, but one, one of the things I always like to see is, is I like to see that in action. So um, what we do here at the Kevin Kersey Agency is we like to give local. That means we like to see the impact of what we're doing at the local level. Uh, primarily, when I say local, I'm talking Hendricks County, Brownsburg area, um, you know, and, and beyond. But uh, we like to see where the things that we're doing are having an impact. Uh, and specifically, uh, we really love helping out in the, uh, in the world of education, uh, Brownsburg Education Foundation, local schools, et cetera. Now, you're super involved in the community outside of just your business. I know you're in Rotary and a bunch of other civic uh, service clubs. Yes. So um, Rotary, again, was a natural uh, progression for me. I'd always wanted to join Rotary since, since uh, uh, I've been um, out in the, the working world. Uh, but because I moved around so much in my career, it was really hard to get established. 
And so uh, I was in Interact in high school. Um, very and that's like the that. junior Rotary Club. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, we have a large Interact here in Brownsburg, and I do help with that as well. And, uh, but it, and so I had actually met um, Mike Arnold over at the Chamber of Commerce, and uh, he took me to the first Rotary meeting here in Brownsburg, and I guess the rest is history. Uh, it was just a natural, uh, a natural uh, progression for me, and uh, just, just love all the service, the work that uh, Rotary does. Uh, again, our guest is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency, now our title sponsor here on Central Indiana Today. What should folks look for in an insurance agent? Because I'm sure they get bombarded with ads. It maybe all looks the same to them. What should they be looking for? Yeah, so that's a great question. So, um, you know, a lot of people shop on price. And I mean, you know, there's so many insurance companies out there that the, the prices, you can have a great price and then the, the insurance renews and the price goes up. So I tell I, I always advise customers is is price is great and, and everybody has to meet their budget no no issue, but when it comes to finding the right insurance company, I always say find the right agent. Uh, find the agent that's going to be there for you that 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 fits your personality. Um, that you know one of the things we pride ourselves here is making sure that we're there to answer the phone when the phone rings. Yeah. And you do. Um, yeah, and we do. Uh, we we are our calls are forwarded after hours. We we know that you know not everything doesn't happen from from nine to six every day. So we try to be there uh, during those uh, those after hours. And 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 I, I my advice to everybody you know we have we have customers that. Um, shop on price and I always advise them is if you're going to shop on price just make sure that they're going to be there for you when you need them yeah G give us a few of the services that you offer at the Kevin Kersey agency so um, our, our, our our big ones are uh, life home and auto um, and then we also we pretty much do everything uh, except medical uh, that would be your motorcycles your travel trailers your boats, um, RVs, uh, I've got golf carts, uh, everything under the sun. Um, but I will tell you that most near, near and dear to my heart uh, is, is life insurance and making sure that people, you know, they're going to insure their golf cart, make sure they're going to insure their family. Right. Um, and that's one of the things, and, and I always tell my customers, start early because um, a lot of people have come to me um, later in life and want life insurance and it gets pricey, pricier the older you are. Um, so come early, shop early, and, uh, and, and, and kind of factor it into your budget just like you would factor in your, your, your house payment, your grocery bill, because it's one of those things where nobody's ever said, man, I wish I didn't have so much life insurance when you needed it. Right. And uh, so it's just, it's something that was important to me uh, before my first child was born. I, you know, went out and, and, and took out a you know, life insurance policy on myself because I always want to make sure that if anything happens to me, that my family's protected, and and I just try to you know um, encourage others to do the same. Now take take our audience through the uh, experience when they call the Kevin Kersey Agency. They may be interested in finding out a little bit more about what you do. You're very low pressure. You're just it's just like talking to a friend. Yeah. So. So if you called us up, you know, and, and first thing we'd want to do is, is get to know you, find out a little bit about what your needs are. Um, you, you might be in a hurry and just say, hey, I just need a quick quote. Okay, we can absolutely do that. But we do like to sit down with our customers. If it's just over the phone, that's fine. I do like to meet customers face to face. Um, I drive all over the city, all over the state to meet with customers. But uh, we like to understand who we're insuring. Um, how many people live in the household? What type of house? What type of cars? What do you do for a living? Um, all these things are factors into how to properly uh, insure a household. And, and many people say insurance is one of those things I have to have. 
Um, and that's true, but it's one of those things you need to have because if something does happen and you don't have insurance, it's kind of the, it's kind of the worst day of your life. And so the way we approach the, our, our agency is we're there. We, we sell a product that's for the worst day of your life whether it's a car wreck, whether it's a death in the family, whether it's a, a, a your, your roof blows off or your house catches on fire. And so we understand that and we wanna make sure that we plan the right coverage for you. And also if something does happen, that we're there for you 24 hours a day. Uh, Kevin, uh, we wanna thank you so much for sponsoring Central Indiana today. Um, it re We really, really appreciate it. And I think it's just another example of, of the community engagement that you have and how important it is because it enables us to be uh to let the community know about these great people that live in Hendricks county yeah absolutely i think it's wonderful um and and the 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 number of folks you you interview um the breadth uh, especially right now during election cycle i mean it's it's pretty impressive um and uh i'm i you know i can tell you that we're we're, we're ha our family the kevin kersey agency we're very happy to be uh uh, sponsoring Central Indiana today and look forward to doing so for, for many years to come. So again, if people are hearing this and they say, hey, I, I, I just, I want to have that quote. I want to get to know this guy because Kevin's a great guy. He's very into all sorts of cool things. You'll sit there and talk to him about sports and government and all sorts of stuff. You got a wide, wide range of knowledge. Um, how can they go about doing it again? Yeah, just give us a call. Our office line is 317-286-3481. And uh, you can also reach us at uh, kkersey at farmersagent.com. And, uh, and if it's after hours or before hours, that will all roll over to our cell phones. So we'll, we'll always uh, be getting those calls. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Luke Stevenson for the Central Indiana Innovation Hub. Central Indiana Innovation Hub provides space for individuals to meet and network for business-related needs. Central Indiana Innovation Hub is located at 5250 East U.S. Highway 36, Suite 1101 in Avon. More information can be found at indianahub.com. Our phone number is 317-696-3050. Office hours are Monday through Friday, 830 to 4. Tours of the facility are available. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. 
The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Well, it's a big night across the country. And of course, for us right here in Central Indiana, it's the vice presidential debate starring our own Governor Mike Pence with us to help break down what we may see tonight. Our good friend, he's political analyst and data guru, Scott Strong. Scott, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. Okay, so last time... Uh, that we had the privilege of chatting. We were talking about the uh, the presidential debate. Yes. And uh, we talked about what we thought people would see. I would be curious to get your thoughts on uh, the first presidential debate. It was, it was very interesting. Um, <laughs> there's different ways we could go about it. I would say at the end of the day, I thought that um, from the initial start of it, Trump started out very well, and then the tag team combination of Lester and um, Hillary kind of took him down as the debate won. But as you kind of look at the poll numbers after it, um, for as much as they say that Hillary may have outpointed him, I, he, his, he's not dropped in the polls hardly any maybe a point so overall I don't think that it hurt him I think some people were disappointed in his performance and how he went about it so he had some really good strong hits but um, probably on the technical decision I'd probably have to give the debate win to Hillary all right so here's what I think people don't realize like this is here's the thing with Trump you don't get to be a billionaire whether you think he's worth one billion or nine billion yes. or however many billion he's worth a billion plus even this most harshest of critics will say the man's worth more than a billion dollars you don't get to be a billionaire by being stupid right and i don't think there's anything that donald trump does that isn't a calculated risk and i said this during the debate when we were live tweeting for the indie star um and i've said it afterwards and there's a poll that came out today that seems to support my theory that the republicans for years and years and years have come out said well we need a 50 state strategy we Mm -hmm. need to compete in all 50 states absolutely and i have heard that and even when i was a wee tyke just fresh into the political world and thought that seems really stupid because california is never going to vote for a republican for president not currently in the, in the current landscape, and you're, I think what you're getting towards is that you got to win the Electoral College. Yes. You need 270 electoral votes to win. Right now, Hillary and, and Donald Trump are about 269, 269, so it's about tied up. I don't think it really is going to matter that much whether Hillary wins. I'm not quite so sure that she's going to make it to the election. I think she has some serious health problems. I've seen some of this a little bit in the debate, um, and there were some other things things that were there but I think really what this kind of becomes 
he becomes the Reagan in 84, where everybody was expecting him to blow her out of the water. He didn't. If he even comes back a little bit more, everybody's going to be excited on the Trump side. And the next debate that comes up, I believe next week, um, is going to be more of a town hall style. So it will be more to his liking. And I think the little things that Hillary did, and they even did it on the Saturday Night Live skits, that it was all contrived. She had her lines all put up together. So here's the poll that just came out, and it was from Quinnipiac, and it was from 9-7 to 10-2, so that's a large large time frame, but that certainly includes the debates in there. And this is Ohio. This is the Ohio poll. Trump 47, Clinton 42. Yes, I did see that. Now, my point to everybody is this. Trump's path to the electoral college, as it is for any Republican, you got to win Florida, you got to win Ohio, Ohio, and you got to win either Pennsylvania, Michigan, or Virginia. Yes, to get it. And five he's, points. When was the last time a Republican led in Ohio in five by five points? Yes, and he is in contention in Pennsylvania, which is shocking them. Um, the only area that they're saying that he might be up in the air is Virginia, but it's been drifting um, <clears throat> to the blue side of the category. But he's in contention in North Carolina. Um, Hillary's really pinning her hopes on winning Florida. Yeah, and it's not going well. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I told you I said. This is a strategy. It's not a 50-state strategy. It's an 8-10 to straight state strategy. And if you look at from where he came out of the box, immediately jobs, Mexico, wages, trade. He did really well. Now... He goes down the rabbit hole. That's Trump's biggest problem. Yes. He's, and and I, tell, I say this to people, look, okay, number one, why do we care about people's tax returns as politicians? Because we don't want them getting rich off the government, right. which is the total definition of the Clintons. Yes. That's who they are. Yes. I don't care whether Donald Trump paid any income tax or not because he's a private citizen. That's right. He is afforded as a businessman the laws of the land to not pay federal income tax. And that was the great point that he made during debate saying, hey, I would be stupid to pay the maximum amount of tax. And if you look at every person, whether they're on the right or the left, nobody wants to pay more tax than they have to. And the problem with Trump is his immediate response to things. Yes. He would have been much better off pausing, saying, yes, I have paid no federal income tax in 20 years because the laws of the land afford rich guys like me the ability to not do that. I want Mm -hmm. to change the federal tax code so that more people can enjoy in those benefits. Instead, he just says, I'm really smart, which he's not wrong. No, he's He's not not wrong. Well, I love the line that he he had a throwaway line. He says, against my lawyer's advice, I will release my tax returns if you turn over your 30,000 missing email documents. (laughs) So, look, here's the deal. Trump is playing to a very small audience, um, Mm -hmm. and he knows what he's doing and he is much smarter than most of the GOP who really want him to lose. The establishment yes. wing of the GOP wants him to lose. Um, and he knows what he's doing. He's speaking to a swath of voters who have traditionally voted Democrat in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Ohio. And trying to get those people to convert over. And I think, I think even though the national polling may not reflect it, I think it's working in the areas by which he's... Because he's smart enough to realize... He, there's a very real chance he could win the election 
the general election, but not win the Electoral College. Yes, and that's what he wants to do. He, I mean, at the end of the day, as he said, if he doesn't win, then the whole thing is a loss. And he's, he's moving along the right way. He's, he's up in Iowa. He's contesting in Washington State. He probably will not win that. But the fact that a uber-liberal state on the West Coast is possibly, possibly going to flip is a huge— you got to be worrisome for Hillary. Now, the other people say, oh, well, he's, he, he, he keeps taking the bait and he keeps shooting himself in the foot and he's talking about the beauty queen and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, Trump is the first Republican candidate since, well, I guess Reagan, who's just said, no, the liberals don't get to define me as a candidate. That's right. I'm not taking your crap. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's devising a very um, unique strategy in how he's going about things. And the interesting thing is even when he goes off message, um, the the crowd, the his core supporters love him for yes. it and it's only the the politicians and the left that's really antagonizing i watched msnbc last night and it was an hour and a half of nothing but derogatory comments toward trump talking about everything but the bottom line they didn't say he's winning yeah <laughs> again our guest is scott strong uh this is central indiana today here on 98.9 wirz I'm Rob Kendall, the host of the show. We're uh, doing a little bit, well, we're going to get to right now, the vice presidential debate. Preview that tonight. It's coming up. And um, we just got done wrapping up our thoughts on the, the presidential debate. So uh, they invited me back to live tweet. I seen that. They they said I did great. I did so great. They were so impressed. Um, I, uh, I draw the people out. Yes. I stoke emotion. So Rob's going to be back on W. Uh, Indy Star doing the tweeting tonight. Yes, uh, you can. It's part of the Indy Star live tweet. They stick basically uh, nine liberals and me in a room. Yes, and uh, so we watch the debate together and we live tweet. And uh, I'm at Rob M Kendall on Twitter. Uh, so we want to thank Indy Star for inviting me uh, inviting me back. It's a very nice facility they have over there at the Indianapolis Star. Yeah, I noticed from the picture they shoved you way down on yes, the they end. Did. They get s- you away from everybody. It was me <laughs> and Kyle Babcock and nine liberals. No, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a, it's fine. It's it's okay. Uh, um, you know me. I don't care what anybody thinks. So uh, it's all it's all great. But anyway, yes, I'll be live tweeting tonight at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter. Okay, so 9 o'clock tonight, Pence yes. and Kane are yes. going to square off. Uh, and uh, this will be the Mr. Milk Toast convention. Is that right? Well, I tell you what, it'll be interesting because they're probably going to – there's several different – theories on how they're going to attack our current governor, Pence. But I think this is the beginning of Pence's rise, and I, I've already done some of the predictive analysis on it, and I think that um, this is going to be the beginning of Pence's rise up, because he's going to start taking on some issues. He's going to have to defend Donald Trump. They may come at him for some of the RIFRA and some of the things in Indiana, and of course, he's going to be on Tim Kaine's home turf, you know, which is going to be in his home state. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays But I think that Pence, um, this is where his years of radio experience, um, he's a very polished speaker in front of a crowd. I think that he's going to actually do very well tonight. Okay, it's at Longwood University in Virginia. Yes. And, uh, you know, okay, so look, here's the deal with the the Pence-a-rooney. You know, uh, he very articulate guy, Mm -hmm. very smart guy. You know, he was a a lawyer. A lot of people don't realize that. Uh, really the last great chance for radio broadcasters to be successful in life. So yes. at some level, we're cheering for for Pence. But, like, what is, 
What does Pence, what's he going to say? What's he going to do? I mean, Donald Trump and Mike Pence, they are not buddies. Okay, they're not buddies. They don't probably really even like each other. What is he going to say in defense of Donald Trump? Um, I think he's going to probably say the same thing he's been saying on the campaign trail. Um, So he's probably going to try to attack Hillary and hit her policies and point to the good things that Donald Trump has done in his business and some of his political stands. And he's going to try to stay away from these these pothole issues that are out there of Miss Piggy and his taxes and things. And I don't necessarily know that he needs to go there. I think he needs to stay the pressure on Hillary, continue to move down that thing, and make Kane defend her. Okay, so something happened yesterday, which I'm sure will get brought up tonight, and it actually came up in the governor's debate, too. Mm-hmm. Did you did you get a chance yep, to... Yep, I watched okay. it. Okay, yep. I, I knew you would. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, they should let me moderate that debate. I went long form interviewed all three of those guys. That's right. Maybe your, your time's coming. Your yes, time's why coming. Why was I not asked? <laughs> uh, 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 the Syrian refugee ban. Yes, the this federal judge has said that, of course, Governor Pence put a ban on uh, Syrian refugees coming into the country. The judge has basically said, just simplifying the order, that that is unconstitutional. And then his palsky Holcomb. His, who was his choice to be lieutenant governor, threw him under the bus in the debate last night and said, I'm not going to fight that either. Yeah, so this makes it kind of, well, um, Holcomb's locked in a three-way gubernatorial contest here. and He's doing awful, by the way. He, 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 he got a hand it to him last night. So Did he, he not do debate prep? What are these guys waiting for? <laughs> Well, there was definitely a difference between the three candidates on stage and how you've seen that they responded to the questions. I still think he's doing well. I thought it was, at the end of the day, I didn't think there was any clear-cut winner from the gubernatorial debate last night. Um, it basically becomes, oh, yes, me too. Yes, I agree on pre-kindergarten. Yes, I, most of them agreed on the major issues. Only Greg really kind of differentiated himself by hitting, you know, that we should have pre-K for the whole state and we should sign an executive order for RIFRA. Okay. Okay, so let's get to that in just a second. But the, my point with I veered off topic on that bad job by the host here <laughs> was you got the judge saying it's unconstitutional, and you got the guy who's your your LG on a public stage saying he's not going to uphold it. How's Pence going to answer this question? Because you know, with the deplorables comment from Clinton, that everybody who supports Trump and Pence are bigots, homophobes, uh, you know, yeah. anti-Muslim, whatever. How's he going to answer this question? You know, I think it becomes an easy easy answer for him. They need to go back to the basic thing of not, if you, not knowing who's coming into the country. When you don't have... I mean, when I go into the bank, they want to know who I am before I take money out of my account. It's got to be the same way when you have people come into the country. If you don't know who they are, they don't come in. I don't care what country they're from. And so I think if he doubles down on that aspect, and with so much violence going on in the country, um, you need to have something that tames this violence. And, you know, throwing more gasoline on the on the on the on the fire does not help the thing. So I think it's it, he can't answer it, but it's definitely going to be an approach they're going to throw How at him. How does his lieutenant governor say, I will not uphold this this man? <clears throat> How does that happen? Well, he, he was responding basically to there's a court order, and basically so he's he's in a between a rock and a hard place. So he basically says, I'm in a governor's race. Pence is already one step out of the office, and I'm going to do what – keeps me out of the main press i noticed he waited to say that until after he got the cash from pence yes um okay does anybody care about the vice presidential debate does anybody care 
Yeah, this is this is the thing. Basically, if these guys can fight to a stalemate, both of them do a good job, it becomes a non-issue. It only becomes an issue if one of them has a major foo-paw or there's a great throwaway line like Lloyd Benson did to Dan Quayle <laughs> and said, I knew Jack Kennedy and you're no Jack Kennedy, so that they can claim the media sound bites for the next 24 hours. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even excited about watching this. This is this is always one of those that um, I think the the key reason that we should watch it is, and I've kind of done more of the predictive analysis since I've been here. I honestly do believe that Pence is following the predictive pattern of H. W. Bush, um, which was um, George Bush's father, yeah. and he was the vice president of Ronald Reagan. Um, we already have the predictive analysis that shows Trump's going to be in the office for the next eight years. We're going to see him balance the budget. We're going to see him build a wall. Handle you, the immigration. You put a lot of expectations I, on Trump. I do, I do. So he he's on this predictive pattern to win, and I was concerned about Hillary because I thought she was going down the the pattern of John Quincy Adams, but she has totally veered off of this. Unfortunately, uh, you know, there's a lot of different predictive patterns that you can. I've gone back to her the original that Bill Clinton and Hillary kind of follow the biblical pattern of Ahab and Jezebel, and so I you really know you're going way back. <laughs> I'm going way back. So I think that she's going to self-destruct here. I, I you know, I'm, I'm concerned about her health. I think that we could have a congestive heart failure on her part as she's moving towards this. Their, their whole thing right now is to try to keep her healthy, try to keep her pumped up with drugs and things to put her across the finish line so Tim Kaine can be the president if she falters. Okay, so you're, uh, you're Pence tonight. Do you, uh, because let's face it, nobody knows who Tim Kaine is, and the majority of the people in this country have no idea who Mike Pence is outside of Riff. Right, uh, but nobody knows who Tim Kaine is, nor do they really care. What do you do? You are do you go on the offense? I mean, it seems like you've got you've got uh, two people out there who are going to be punching people in the face who are not there to defend themselves. What is the point of that? Yeah, so you've got two people that could be that are both a heartbeat away from the president. Um, so if anything happens to it, I think you really ought to pay attention to Ken, Tim Kaine in case that Hillary were to get president because I don't think there's a way that she's going to finish out a term. I'm not so sure she's going to finish out before the election but because of some health issues. But Tim Kaine and Mike Pence are both smart guys. I think this is the Pence has been rising. I think this is the beginning of Pence's rise. Eventually, I, if the predictive pattern holds and he goes down the same path as um, Bush, he will be the president after Trump because Trump will do a nice job. He'll balance the budget. He may even pay off the national debt if he follows what Andrew Jackson does. I know that sounds incredible right now, but with his things that are coming along, he could be the follow-up president. Now, the pattern is that he may not be a two-term president. Right. He's only a one-termer, but with that, you could look at these guys appointing seven of the nine Supreme Court justices in the next 12 years. Yeah, going to Scott Strong, a political analyst, data guru, and we're breaking down the president, vice presidential debate tonight, 9 o'clock, Longwood University in Virginia. Mm -hmm. yep. Where do they come up with these places? Like, wouldn't they have it at, like, Virginia Tech or someplace like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily know why the president commission goes in these these different routes. But um, the, the interesting thing for Pence is, I think this is Pence's opportunity to shine. He is a lawyer. He is a smart guy. He does do very well in pronunciating and putting across his point. I think he's going to probably shine tonight. I think there will be good jabs on the other. At best, it's probably going to be kind of a stalemate because both of these guys are pretty sharp. Yeah, Kane's a nice guy. 
guy too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's a he's a he's a big lib at his heart, but he's a nice guy. And, yeah, and um, it, it's going to be very fascinating to me because we know Pence so well. Yes, and uh, here's a, here's one thing that I don't understand is why the Republicans allow. Uh, you look at the list of moderators for these mm-hmm. things. The only one who's remotely close to being fair is Chris Wallace, and he's a big registered Democrat, even though he works for Fox News. Yes. Wh- why do they let these people moderate the debates? Why don't they just say no and good luck having good luck letting Hillary debate herself? It's kind of the hold over the last vestige of the media of the major networks and having one person come on. You know, Walter Cronkite set it up years ago that they were a trusted news source and outlet. Well, some of those have fallen to the wayside, like Brian Williams. They're trying to find the best of what's at each network to give them their shot. And, you know, so with that, we play with what we got. Well, I mean, but to me, it's just, it, I think Trump had a great idea. Why don't we stand up on stage together and start talking? Yeah, you go first, and then go back and forth. Yeah, Lincoln Douglas type I, of style debate. I I was when I was live tweeting that 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 uh, presidential debate. I was just thinking the the thing that I got re- the most interactions on. I guess that's what they call it on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> was a tweet at the very end. I said, "Can we all agree, regardless of political party, that Lester Holt should be fired?" And that thing blew up all, I mean, you know, I get these people that so-and-so retweeted your tweet. Who the heck is this person? You know, I think it's interesting because people are watching the debates in a different style where they're following Twitter. Interesting enough, if you followed it on Facebook, you could play it live on Facebook. You could see the emoticons. Yeah. And I was shocked at the all the emoticons that would go when Trump starts speaking. And then when Hillary starts speaking, you'd get all the bad yeah. emoticons. I think, I, like I said, to go to go full circle on this, I think that Donald Trump has a strategy, and I think that um, and and by the way, this thing with him with the him the beauty queen, we always say we don't want politicians. Mm-hmm. If somebody, if you Scott, so let's just take Scott Strong. Not that okay. anybody would sure. ever besmirch or smear <laughs> Scott Strong because you're an outstanding human being. But if somebody is out there, especially in a very public manner, saying, "Well, you're a bad guy, and you're a sexist, and you're a racist, and you're a bigot, and you're a this, and you're a that." You, Scott Strong, are not going to sit there and take it. Right. You You're going to re- respond. You've got to reply to it. And Trump understands one thing about this is... Six months from now, eight months from now, what you're going to remember was Trump was in the news, but you're not going to remember what the news was about. Right. And so my point is we always say we want a regular person to run for president. This is as close as you're going to get, people. Your plumber is not going to be president in the United States. That's right. If you want a regular non-politician, this is your chance. So either you want someone who's not a politician— or you want a politician. And the Republicans have seen in the last two elections with McCain and Romney what taking the higher road does. It leads you to a loss. Yeah, Trump fights him on every comment, and that's what really makes him upset. Trump, Donald Trump got more hits in on Hillary Clinton in 90 minutes last night than the Republican Party has on the Clintons in 30 years. Yep. He, and that is why they fear him, is because he doesn't play by their rules. Because ultimately, it's just a big game to most of those people. Well, and this is part of what led to um, George W. Bush's plunge in pro- uh, popularity. Right. Is after, <clears throat> once the 2004 election was done, he basically went silent on most of the issues. The news media had an open day on him. He never defended it. And all of a sudden, everything about him and the Republican Party went down. Not necessarily that they were doing bad things, but the narrative in the media was always negative, negative, negative. And tr- Obama took advantage of that in 2008. Is the best thing that Pence can do tonight is not be Trump? 
Is yeah, it, I think will, so. Will, will, will like yeah, Republic, I, Republican people see this and go, oh, a normal guy? Like a normal yes, Republican? he needs to come across as moderate, mainstream, Americana, and he, he is perfectly positioned for that. This guy can be a good debater. He can be thoughtful. I watched, you know, when he was attacked viciously on ABC News about some things, and he's, he's learned from the Stephanopoulos interview. You know, we made fun of some of those things in the past, but he's had a lot of learning. I think this is the point where he starts his ascendancy on the national scene to really get the publicity out there. All right. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is Central Indiana Today uh, here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong. We're talking uh, politics of all sorts ahead of the big presidential vice presidential debate tonight. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. I'm going to be tweeting again with Star. They offered me food. I could not oh, turn, I could you not have turn to be that there. down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it cost me more to park than to you know, the cost of the food, but whatever. Anyway, at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter, I'll be tweeting with a bunch of liberals. That's so always very uh, very entertaining as part of the Indy Star uh, debate. Okay, so let's get back to the governor's um, debate. Um, Holcomb. So I told some people nominating Holcomb might not be a very good idea, and I was, as usual, met with scorn and disdain and told how little I understood about the political process and that he was the most electable. He's an awful candidate right now. Yeah, you know, the issue here is I've also— And you've got to be careful because I know you walk in the parades with the yes, people and you got yes. friends. I, I don't, I don't what, so I can say whatever I want. What I would say about Holcomb is it's interesting how the this this mix has come about. If you'd had a primary, the odds are Holcomb probably would not be the candidate. Right, because he had a primary <laughs> when he, he ran for Senate and he was doing terrible. Right, so the big money that he probably would have ran, and we would have had a lot more candidates than Rokita right. and Susan Brooks coming against him. It would have been an open season primary. But the at the end of the day, I would still believe he's in the right place, and here's the reason. Greg, I, I looked at it last night, and it was, Greg was up there, and he was like, "I got eighteen thousand pay. I got eighteen thousand words. I got thirty-two points for this. I got fourteen <laughs> points for that." And I was like, "Nobody's going to your website. Nobody's going to read that." <clears throat> so when you look at Holcomb, he's got four points back to the reminisce of Ronald Reagan. These are the four things I'm going to do. After those four things are discussed, they say, "What else you're going to do?" He goes back and talks about those four things. He's keeping it short. He's keeping it simple. I still think at the end of the day, it becomes on how much fall off is here. This is a Republican state. Holcomb probably is going to be elected to governor, but if he had to run through a primary process, he probably would have never made the main election. All right, so we're going to give some advice, or I'm going to give some advice. Scott, you can feel free to run away from it and say that you okay. in no way endorse this or have any idea. I'm going to say <laughs> this to the, the Holcomb people, because we're now on SoundCloud. Yes, it's very easy to download the show now. Yes. Listeners uh, way up with the, the SoundCloud option. Um I'm going to give them some free advice. Okay. And they listen to this show. They won't admit yep. it, but they listen. Um, nobody knows who your guy is. Nobody knows who your guy is. Nobody. And your guy out there shooting baskets all across the state, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Your first ad, it was awful. Nobody cares that he was in the Navy. Nobody cares. The village people were also in the Navy. <laughs> you need to define your candidate because nobody knows who he is. And by default, John Gregg is winning right now because people know who he is. Your guy was the right-hand man of Mitch Daniels and an entire debate. He was mentioned once. One time, the most popular politician in the history, probably, of Indiana. You mentioned it one time. Who's running the show? Who's running the show, Scott? 
Well, and, and you make some good, valid points, but at the end of the day, I think what we're ho- what they're hoping on for the Hokum campaign, and I don't think it's far off. Um, the polling really shows that at the end of the day, most people will line up as R's or D's. And as much as we like Rex and some of the things that he's doing, we love we Rex. We love Rex. So we did not remember what the question was <laughs> yes. when they asked him, "What? Why are you the best candidate for governor?" <laughs> exactly. So he was listening too intently to John Gregg there on that last question. <laughs> but the reality is. Is it's going to be a split down the center. I think when Trump takes the top of the seat, we only had about a 25,000 vote fall off in the last 2012 election. And it was about 60,000, 68,000 for the Senate and Donnelly. So if Hokum stays on the, the, the narrow, um, I think he's going to be able to pull it out because he's a Republican and partly because Greg has never been able to get past that 45, 46%. So with about 47% of the people usually pull, walking in and pulling the ticket for a Republican, it'll be a closer race, but Hokum can probably continue this strategy. He just needs to increase his name ID and get people to out to vote for him because he's the Republican. Okay. Uh, one final piece of advice, and they can take it or not. If if I were the Holcomb campaign, the next ad I would have would be him looking into the camera and talking all about his relationship with Mitch Daniels. Like, I, why yeah. is that not being done? Like, to me, that's like that's that's what you had going for you, and that may be what they're holding in in. Yeah. I wouldn't surprise me in late October if there's a Mitch Daniel comes on and says, "My bud." <laughs> you know, Eric Holcomb. Um, they were all, you know, Todd Young and him, they were all on the stage with Mike Pence. Um, so I think this is this is going to the thing. I think what's happening is Greg is not getting traction. And even some of the polls we had 20, 25% of the people don't know who Greg is either. People are not that attuned. I think they're much more attuned to the Senate race. Um, this will be one of these races that they'll say is in contention up until the last minute, but I think people will basically vote the lines and it will put Holcomb in their office. Stop shooting baskets. Nobody knows who you are. You're not a celebrity. That's only cool when people know who you are and want to shoot baskets with you. You're not the governor. You're an unknown lieutenant governor who was appointed. Yes. All right. Okay. That's. Was I too mean? No, no, no. You're you're right on. The, you, they need to hear this stuff. Sometimes. They do need to hear the fact that he does need to get out there and make more of a thing. What they're going to have to do is the Republican Governors Association is giving money to him. He does have the money. He's going to go heavily up on the air here as October starts to end, and it will bring his name. Because recognition I got in big trouble up. when I wrote that thing about the Pence and his office not being staffed, <laughs> yes. and everybody was mean to. But you notice the office was staffed after yes, that. So, that's right. That's uh, right. Yes. Uh, I want to close with this. I'm supposed to interview Todd Young later today. This race getting very interesting i think he's gonna do it i think yes, i think he's gonna sail past him i you know the, i'll tell you what i've seen some ads and so when you've got rachel maddow say he's a um lobbyist and you've got you know on the national news saying he's a lobbyist and this this uh, this residency issue continues to plug well, the question i ought to ask is how many days have you been in indiana campaigning Trey, Tennessee Trey, that's got the name down in the in the Southern District here for filling Todd Young's seat. I bet you he he's at least literally moved to Indiana. So I don't know if maybe By comes out with his memoirs of his eight horrible years in Indiana when he actually had to be here as governor because he's certainly not here as senator or even running as a lobbyist now. These guys are ruining my Chicago Cubs game. So every <laughs> ad is for these two jokers, and it's like I'm sick of both of you. I just I, I I hope I can early vote and then isn't the rule if you early vote you don't have to see the ads anymore? <laughs> maybe maybe so. You can click out. <laughs> One and I do want to close with that. 
that is a new, it's not new, but it's newer, early voting becoming so much more pre- prevalent. I think I saw where something like 25% of people yes. now are casting an early vote. Um, and it starts, what, October 12th or yes. so here in Indiana? Yeah, um, next week. It really changes the dynamic because I intend to go early vote probably the first or second day, and then uh, and then people can leave me alone. I mean, it really, it really changes the... Um, really changes the dynamic on how you run a campaign. Yeah, and the campaigns will get to some of the things of who's there, and they start crossing you off the list. So if you want to start drawing up some of your ads and things, do go and early vote. I'm really torn, too, because you know my rule, Scott. I always vote for at least one libertarian on every election cycle, and I've got it narrowed down to like two or three that I can vote for. So uh, if you're a libertarian out there, you still have a chance to woo me. You can be... You can be my one. That's right. Just one. Just one. Just one. <laughs> Scott, thanks as always for uh, for telling us, uh, giving us this great insight. And uh, we'll talk to you probably next week. All right. Thanks. Hey, don't forget if you miss any part of our conversation today, plus the advice, the free advice for the Eric Holcomb campaign, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're now on SoundCloud. You can just search Central Indiana today. You can follow the show right there. You get all the podcasts are sent right to your uh, right to your phone or tablet or however you're uh, getting that information. You can also check out the podcast anytime time you want at wyrz.org until next time i'm rob kendall saying have yourself a great evening you've been listening to the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz made possible by the kevin kersey agency 701 north green street in brownsburg an archive of today's program can be heard at our website wyrz.org Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.